Got two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brand new columns. That's me. And just in brown for your moving needs. Media popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it? Well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault. Uh. Slap it up and put it down. This is your boy, Eddie Collins. Guys, this is Justin Brown. And we are Media and Pac on Niggas Spoiling Movies. Oh, we are. And we're spoiling the latest entry, entree, however you want to describe it, uh, of the MCU Newest phase. What are we in phase five now? What is this? I don't know, nigga. I don't know. I don't know anything about phases. All I know is is this deliciousness oh, that we man. see in. <laughs> We're just gonna jump into it. The Marvels, uh, starring Brie Larson. Uh, I gotta get this young woman's name who plays. Yeah, uh, I, I I didn't want to fuck it up. Iman Vanali, who plays Kamala Khan, and oh lordy, Tiana Paris, who is. I don't understand how this woman is not like on every magazine cover who's not in every like she is so fucking fine, bro. She is with the big she hair. And but but the, I'm going to tell you why she's not on everybody's. Uh, she, she's not everywhere because she is a gorgeous black woman, but she's a gorgeous black woman with that nigga nose. She's got that. She got the nigga nose. She's got a black nose. She's not. She doesn't have the white features, which are typically the thing that you see that goes fucking uh, that. uh the world goes apeshit for. So she is a black woman. She's dark skinned. Thank you very much, Aaron, in the chat. She's dark skinned. She's fucking beautiful. She's thick. You know, she's all the things yeah. that that we love. That that's not mainstream. Yeah. It's not mainstream. Yeah, People say it's mainstream, but it's not mainstream. I, I couldn't, man. I, I envied, you know, spoiler everybody, we're gonna be probably jumping all over the place. But when that post credit scene, when she was in an alternate universe and she was in a hospital bed, I was like, man, I envy, I envy the male nurse that got to take off that suit from her. Cause you know, mm-mm. first of all, Brandon, first of all, I'm pretty sure in any universe, a male nurse isn't going to be peeling. The somebody got to take that suit off of her, right? Yeah. But why do you think it's going to be a male nurse? Cause somebody, if I'm on duty and I happen to be a male and I got to do the shit, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Brandon, like, Brandon, 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 <laughs> they have, they have another woman sitting right next to her. <laughs> a woman. Comes well, she's in the <laughs> costume too. She ain't taking off. Nothing. She, she yeah. her own thing. Also, yeah, do yeah. superheroes ever take a shit? Because they're they in these, do they? Because they're in these skin tight outfits, and not just the women. Well, Captain America had that fucking leather suit on and shit. We talked about Daredevil before. Do these niggas? Do, does anybody have a strap where they can just pop off the booty hole so they can poop? What is well, going Brandon, on, Brandon? I, I think there's something we really need to talk about. We watched Tony Stark die on screen. He probably shit in that suit when he died. <laughs> <laughs> All that electronics and covered in shit. Human excrement all over the place. Uh, He's just like, I'm inevitable. So well, what's about to happen? Oh! Well, also, like, to be fair, too, like, even, like, when you're, like, you've experienced some crazy shit when you're a superhero. Like, when you're, mm-hmm. like, near death several times, I'm pretty sure. And also, like, let's say, like, Peter Parker, right? Miles Morales. They probably get a bad, like, you know, burrito or hot dog at one point. They probably just, like, <laughs> I got to get to the bathroom. The is up shitting all over, like, the Brooklyn Bridge or something. Like, I'm sorry, New York. Well, I mean, if, for them, it's a little different because they, because they can actually shit somewhere that's high and out of sight. 
They can get you can't shit anywhere high because it's gonna fall down somewhere. No, nigga, I ain't talking about they flying through the through the air and just, and just ass out, just taking shit. <laughs> I'm talking about like they can they can go to the top of a skyscraper and let loose and you know shit in the fucking bag, <laughs> shit in the bag, a web bag, and shit in a web bag and throw that shit out later. Dude, that's actually what the funny like imagine because you know Sp- Spider Man gets caught doing random shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, like when he's like just putting on clothes, and he's just like someone's just staring at, him. and he just he has to shit so bad, he just shit in a plastic bag on a fire escape. No, and a little kid's he's just like shitting in a web bag, Brandon, a web bag. He don't have time you to make in a the web cartoon. Bag. Remember in the cartoon where he make those little bags of, yeah. of the webbing? Yeah, he he makes but one do of you those. Really have time just... for that if you got the runs, L- nigga. He is shooting webs on saying, buildings just, okay. at, you know, at the drop of a dime to save his life. He can whip up a little web bag to take a shit in it. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying. Uh, but if, if that shit's watery, I don't know if the webbing is. is well, yeah, is, if that shit's watery. I mean, at that point, you may as well just go into the Hudson River, right? You may as well just swing in there. Or, or, or if it's a nanotech suit, does the nano just go around the ass? <laughs> All right, we're we're getting off track, y'all. We gotta talk about the Marvels, which is, <laughs> which is such a, which unfortunately, oh, um, here's the thing with with Phase Five. <laughs> this is the 33rd film in the MCU, and this is this is shuffled around. The release dates have been kind of crazy because this is actually supposed to come out before Secret Invasion, which yeah. makes sense because the Nick Fury in this movie is completely different than the Nick Fury we got in Secret Invasion. Yeah, like his whole vibe is just different. I will say this is the first time that they kind of let Samuel Jackson be fully Samuel Jackson. We got a little peak of it in Far Away from Home, but this is the mm-hmm. first time his reactions were like, "Oh, that's Sam Jackson." Like I laughed yeah. so hard. Like this actually was really funny. This is probably the funniest MCU movie since Ragnarok to me. Um, yeah. There were some jokes that there's some parts that really don't hit, but like when uh, Kamala's falling in the sky, and then they're able like uh, Tiana's able to save her. And then uh, what did he say? Like when she, they fell, and he was like, "Oh, she good." <laughs> like, because <laughs> he like had to convince Monica to finally like fucking use her powers to kind of fly. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, they good." <laughs> like, it's just like it's such like, a. He's like, "Girl, you better figure it out. Fly up there. You got to get this." <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like Nick Fury is like the worst coach ever. <laughs> he just happens to re- be a really good recruiter. Recruiter, but I mean, he's a government man. Yeah, the, the government is packed full of motherfuckers who don't know what the fuck. I mean, the government is 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 packed full of bad managers. Yeah, like like bad bad like like the worst manager you ever get. Like that's all government employees yeah. half the time. Well, no, the people in power positions yeah. because you know it, it it's a politics game. Yeah. It's a politics game. He, he was like, "Use your black girl magic." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. you could tell black woman directed this," and yeah, that's yeah. the issue I have. So. I want to make sure we're being fair as film critics to this movie, but I'm mm. also not going to fucking entertain the toxic fandom that's happening where this black director, Nia DaCosta, who's broken records as a black female director several times, is getting shitted on because she happened to get, let's be honest, kind of a middling Marvel tale to direct. Yeah. Um, she got handed a lead, Brie Larson, who... I don't know what people were seeing her performance in this. I feel like she, there's parts where you could tell she did not want to be there. There's parts where yeah. you could tell she was having fun with the three women, but there was other parts where I'm like, she's checked out. Because she said publicly, like, 
don't know if I want to keep playing Carol Davis anymore. Like, I don't know if I want to do this because of the negative toxic fandom that she experienced from Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, well, yeah. but, you know. It, and it's being accused of being woke. And I'm like, well, hmm, a part why of it, is that? <laughs> all right. So part of it is the fact is that, you know, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Nia uh, DaCosta. Um, she was handed a film that that get that's uh starring you know the, the main person is one of the most uh despised people in the MCU actors right in Brie Larson right and then the co-stars are a black woman and an Indian woman you know what I'm saying are two diverse people so you got the person everybody you know uh that fandom hates most and then you have two diverse people, which is like Brie Larson, and then you have diversity right by. Actually, no, actually, you have Brie Larson as the worst person, and then the worst aspect of the MCU that people hate diversity. And you just melded them together. Of course, people were going to hate this movie. And, you yeah. know, imagine just like, um, you know, just like our ill fated um, uh, Ghostbusters film. There's probably a lot of people who didn't even see this movie who are hating on it oh, yeah. and, and, and are writing things up about it, yeah. and, and they refuse to see Based it on because the box this office is numbers. my Marvel. Based on the box office numbers, there's no way that the amount of people that are hating on the movie saw the movie. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly. one of the reasons, going back real quick to Ghostbusters, and yes, the infamous Lady Ghostbusters, I, I don't even want to call it that, the infamous Ghostbusters reboot with Kirsten Wig and Leslie Jones, that review is on the Patreon. You can listen to it. It sucks. It wasn't our best moment. Um, I refuse. I like. I it, like subconsciously have refused to watch Afterlife because of the way they treated that that whole team. Like I don't agree with what yeah. they did. I thought it like I was expecting way more with the talented cast that they had and Paul Feige mm -hmm. uh, directing that. But I think it is so fucking rude for them to just be like fuck whatever that was and then just bring in the original cast to this new thing and tie that. It's, it's whole, it yeah. just felt disrespectful. But to yeah. this movie, uh, Ivan uh, Villani, who plays Kamala Khan, she was uh, the, the star of the Miss Marvel's TV show. I find her incredibly charming. I don't understand how Miss Marvel is the lowest rated MCU TV show. I think it's a lot of fun. The stakes aren't that crazy. So it's like maybe that's the reason why people weren't fucking with it. But again, she's so charming. She kind of saves this movie. Like, she's just yeah. so infectious in her positivity, and her family dynamic is so funny and charming and shit. And it's just really frustrating because I do think that Marvel fucked up in a lot of ways. But I think the biggest thing they fucked up with was the oversaturation of Disney Plus uh, content because it really started to feel like homework. And this felt like the first movie where people didn't want to do the homework, and so that's why they didn't show up for opening weekend. Because in order, like, and Tati was, like, kind of debating me on this, but I, I wholeheartedly believe if you have not seen Miss Marvel and if you have not seen WandaVision, you're not going to know what the fuck is going on. If you just saw Captain Marvel, if you just saw the MCU movies and just saw Captain Marvel and went to the Marvels, you would be lost. There's yeah. no way you would be able to keep up, really, with what's going on, especially with Kamala Khan, who essentially is the second lead. I think even over Tiana Paris's character, Monica. Yeah, I would say so too. Like there was times when I felt like it was a Miss Marvel movie because it really listen, was about her family and stuff too. So I feel like Tiana Parrish, 
um, she hasn't been she, she wasn't given a lot to do in this film. She she was the mm. magical Negro. She was given all the exposition. Yes, there was a lot of exposition she had to give. Yeah, yeah. Which for one, as an actor, I would hate to be that person because that's a lot of big words you got to throw out there. <laughs> <laughs> I got that's a whole bunch of big words you got to get uh, get through. So like, I, I felt like she wasn't she wasn't given enough to do. Which you know, if you're you know, spoiler alert, guys, uh, if you're looking at how the movie ended and everything. I was surprised because I felt like they didn't build that character enough to give. Yeah, to she's give. got a big role to play, apparently, in the multiverse shit now. Yeah. But if that's the case, maybe they were just like, all right, don't worry. We're not going to give her that much in this film because she's got bigger things coming. But, uh, yeah. But to that point, Justin, I think this might be more of like a, a like, um, an overview of the current state of MCU versus a full review in the Marvels. Because the thing that concerns me about that is with the whole Jonathan Majors controversy and the recent critical and commercial responses to all the MCU projects, right? Mm -hmm. What the one notable thing we've talked about the past uh, phase or two has been the increase in diversity, which we've appreciated with Shang-Chi with you making, you know, elevating Shuri to be the new Black Panther with a, you know, you got Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight. You got Miss Marvel. Um, you have Ironheart supposedly coming out soon. All these Blade. things, right? Blade, which is a fucking mess from what we were, we've heard. Yeah. But here's the thing, though: if they're course correct, if they're if they're realizing that that's not working, that's not connecting with Middle America, whoever the fuck, then what happens to all those diverse people? Because Shang Chi two, when the fuck is that coming out? Yeah, uh, that was a hit. That, that was, was a hit. hit. You know what I mean? Like that guy can't stay fit forever. You know what I mean? It's like, but then they're really putting all their eggs in the basket of Deadpool three, which is starring Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, two white guys. And then what's the thing that's constantly popping up in the news. Now they want to bring Robert Downey Jr. Back. They want to bring Scarlett Johansson back. They want to bring Chris Evans back. So it's like, you're going back to the old. Well, those people aren't getting younger. So then it's just going to be like, even if you brought like a multiversal element in, they played different iterations of their characters. You're still taking away from all these young people. And even uh, for a white actor standpoint, Tati complains about this all the time with Tom Holland. She's like, they've yet to give that talented actor his own time in that role. He's always in a movie with another character, like kind of co-headlining. And then Spider-Man 3, as great as it was to see Toby and Andrew back, he still didn't get his own movie to shine. And yep. now they're saying Spider-Man Force to come back, come out whenever the fuck. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, what do we do? Like, you know what I mean? It's just really frustrating to see like all this happen when quote unquote superhero fatigue is happening because, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy three did fairly well. The yep. Batman did really well. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's very inconsistent. I think it's like, it's just all about really allowing directors and storytellers to be like creative I think Nia DaCosta got handed an assignment. It's like, here's the assignment. These are the beats to hit. That's why post-production, you know, people were giving her shit about how she was working on another project. People do that all the time because these movies are so generic now. It's like a fucking factory. Ryan Coogler and James Gunn, I think, are the last MCU directors that were really able to kind of do their own thing. And even Ryan Coogler, what was their biggest complaint about Black Panther 2? It's that it felt like it was setting up other shit in the MCU, whereas the first Black Panther did not feel like that. Yeah. So even he's getting sucked into the machine. And what was the cool thing about uh, about Captain America Winter Soldier? That felt like a political thriller mass as a, a comic book movie. 
What's yeah. you know what I mean? Like there, there was a period where all these movies felt individualized and really cool. Yes, there were some sequels that felt very generic, like Iron Man three or Thor two, blah blah blah. But then there was times where the at the directors and creative team really got to shine and do their own thing, and they've gotten so far away from that. And I don't know how they course correct that. Obviously, they're. They fired the the writer of King Dynasty. The director just stepped down, even though he's apparently still doing Wonder Man and uh, Shang Chi too. So it's like maybe they really are diverting away from King too. Uh, King is the main villain. I yeah. haven't watched Loki season two. Apparently, that kind of gives him an out from King. Have you watched it? Yeah. Okay. Does the season, the series finale? Because I heard it's a series finale. Did that set up them to be able to get away from King? Eh, not necessarily. Aaron not Hicks necessarily. is in the chat saying yes and no. Yeah, not not necessarily. Okay, you know it, it's you know I like, haven't it, seen it yet, so like it's like I'm kind of like you could spoil it maybe, but it's yeah no I I don't I I could see how somebody would uh, say that, but you know I would still say no. Mm. Yeah, for, for me, I would still say no. And it's like, you know, and I know like in the chat, you know, no spoilers. Um, but um it's it, it's not it, it's not very there's 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 nothing that's clear cut. It was like, okay, mm. Kang is at bay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think for me, I um this is the first movie where I'm like, I can see why people are kind of like checking out at this point. Because it did well, feel like it did feel like you need to know a lot of different things, not just from the movies, but from the TV shows to kind of get what's going on. And it is homework. It, it, it like at this point, it's not exciting anymore because you see the and I think the the marketing for this movie is very uninspired. And I think again, you have a generic. That's also the problem with having this movie. If the movie had just been about them figuring out that fucking dynamic and them switching the powers and shit, and they just have like they're trying to fight crime in their own separate ways, and they keep flipping. I think that's a way more interesting story to focus on than the fucking villain from uh, the the Kree and like you know when the first Captain Marvel, which took place in the nineties, is supreme intelligence and like destroyed like their community and they don't have sun and resources. The villain yeah. was very generic, very by the book, and also didn't make any sense because Endgame we just saw Captain Marvel fucking go toe to toe with Thanos when he had pretty much all the Infinity Rings. Mm-hmm. And he headbutted her and nothing happened. That's how powerful she is. So there's never going to be a villain that's up to that level. Yeah. And so for her to then fight that person and also need two other people didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, the fight scene was cool. The fight scenes, the fight choreography in this actually was really cool, especially mm-hmm. the con house. I thought that was a lot of fun. But yeah. for me, I'm like, this villain doesn't make any sense because unless they're Thanos-esque level of a threat, Maybe you should introduce Kang into this movie. Maybe that's where Kang should have came into play. Sure. Well, I mean, it will, and that's the thing. Uh, you can't say that Kang is is out of the is, is out of this because literally, again, spoiler alert, guys. Um, uh, Tiana Paris' character is trapped in another fucking uh, uh, multi like timeline. Yeah, timeline yeah. yeah, she's she's in a, she's in a whole different timeline right now. Yeah, because of the way that she had to close up the the botched hole in the universe that uh the main yeah. villain um so basically technically uh um, the villain was causing an incursion yeah 
She was causing an incursion, uh, probably unknowingly, but she was causing an incursion, and then she had to close that shit up, but she had to close it up from the other side. So and it's, it's like, yeah. good. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Dara Bend, who's the main antagonist in this movie, played by uh, Zawi Ashton, beautiful actress, completely miscast in this movie. Yeah. You could have gone... You could have gotten a black actress that had way more swagger than what she was bringing. I was like, immediately, I'm like, this could have been a dope moment to get like a Taraji P. Henson in the MCU as a villain. Mm. You know, this could have been the black Helena. Not yeah. saying like, you know, you do the same kind of beats that that character had. But I remember when Kate Blanchett was in Ragnarok and we were, Tati and I looked at her and she was like, yo, she's fucking rocking this shit as a, as a yeah. villain. Yep. She looked hot as shit. She did look really hot. But she did the horn <laughs> thing. Hot as fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember Billy. I was, I was like, yo. Don't want to fuck Kate Blanchett. Kill me. <laughs> kill me. <laughs> Take me. I want to. <laughs> Let's get the Ragnarok, baby. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Ragnarok, Tessa Thompson's cameo in this was so kind of awkward. Yeah. yeah. I get it. She was helping the scrolls get out, like, you know, but she's technically taking them back to Earth, isn't she? Yes. Because new Asgard's on Earth, but. Just like Tessa Thompson, like popping up, and then her and Carol were kind of giving like, "Are we fucking vibes?" And I was kind of like, "I'm kind of into that," yeah. but at the same time, this scene just feels really awkward. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, but, but that was I, cool because Nia DaCosta was a uh, she. Her first film, Tessa Thompson was a uh, star in it. Little Woods, I believe it's called. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I saw it at Toronto. Uh, not Toronto, but uh, Tribeca years ago. When it Wait, what, what? What's the film? It's called Little Woods, I believe. Yeah, uh, what was it about? Uh, let me make sure I'm getting this right. I don't want to fuck this up, but I believe it's about um, what's her name who played uh, Pamela Anderson in um, in the, the the movie the show the show on Hulu. It's about mm. her needing an abortion. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's the movie. Okay, so yeah, she um she needs an abortion and they need to go to uh, Canada. To get her to medication. Oh, so okay, she, yeah, we saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, okay, I didn't know yeah, that. Was, that was uh, Nia DaCosta's uh, okay. film debut, gotcha. feature film debut, gotcha. as a writer and director. So, um, yeah, that was a very that was a good movie. Too. Yeah, so that, that was, was a nice good. like reunion. But at the same time, yeah. I was like, this is mad awkward. And you know, I, I have to, you know, you know, and, and not to jump on the bandwagon of like, you know, we all hate Brie Larson, but she really did. Uh, she didn't bring it this film. Like I, I felt like she. It almost felt like there were scenes where she really didn't want to be here. That's what I said. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like there was, and that's for me. I'm like, what is? Is that because she's just like is over superhero movies? Is that because of the the toxic fandom? Because I get it. Like I think that yeah. that's why. Like I'm very, I was very surprised when I heard whispers that John Boyega is entertaining the idea of going back to Star Wars because, mm -hmm. yeah, that shit sucked. Like the fact that like Disney was pretty much silent as you're getting trolled constantly by like these toxic fans and shit yeah. and she got so much shit um and she just seems like someone that doesn't like you know i think it's very much a boys club in the mcu especially the old guard no no hold on, hold on. what it's not just mcu it's just no no uh, i meant but like her Hollywood. but i meant her like being in the mcu i remember yes, like 100%. she started getting hate because she was doing like press conferences with hemsworth and like mark ruffalo and evan like and Renner and yeah. stuff like that. And they're making like, you know, the little jokes and stuff. And she just was not really fucking with it. And now everyone's going to get along in the MCU, but she got so much vitriol because of that shit. Yeah. And it's like, well, but I, I, <laughs> and, well, I mean, and like, as Aaron Hicks said in the chat, 
whatever she said about white men, they've been killing her ever since. Yeah. And, yeah. and th- that's true because like, she's, she, she is a person, you know, she, she speaks her mind, she, you know, she, yeah. and, and, and more power to her. Uh, but like, she's very much about, that. don't forget people did not forget. Yeah. And they are come. They've been coming out. They've been coming for her neck ever since that yeah. shit, but she doesn't, she really doesn't fuck with that. If you think about, she won the Oscar for room, best actress for room. The mm-hmm. following year, Casey Affleck won. And she was ne- her face, bro. When he's walking up to the stage to get that from her, she was like, "This ain't it." It was like when Eminem won the VMA and Christina Aguilera was presenting. It yeah. felt like <laughs> it was like that moment. But yeah, I mean, and I get it. Like this isn't for everybody, and but that's the problem now. I think you know too much of a good thing. Like you know, I think we're like at the point in the audiences where our stomach is full from all the junk food we've been eating. With the yeah. star superhero movies and shit, and I think if after Endgame, I think the audience really would have been understanding if they're like, "Hey, everybody, that was like that was a once in a lifetime thing we were able to pull off with continuity and threading the needle with all these stories." Now we're just going to do these one-off things that may be connected, but probably won't be. Like follow the lead of like what they're doing in DC with Joker and the Batman. I actually think that's a really smart direction that they're doing. They're like, those are elsewhere stories now. Like James Gunn came out. It's like, that's other shit. It's not connected to the shit we're doing. Allow people to do that. Cause then it allows for the film creators uh, and the, the, the actors to be able to do their own thing without being beholden to other shit. They were filming this at the same time as Thor, Love and Thunder and Ant-Man three, but none of them knew what the other team was doing. Like, there's no communication between these creative teams. So, basically, when it really comes down to it, you have to, the MCU or or any of these creatives, you have to let people build momentum for a character, for a series, and, and things like that. And when you're trying to shoehorn too many things into one, you know, into basically into, into one timeline, very Loki, yep. um, you're, you're convoluting and you're adding too many streams into one thing, and eventually it's gonna combust. If you watch Loki, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about, Aaron. You you here with me? Uh, uh, but like, if you know, you have you have to let these timelines kind of you know build up on their own. They have mm. to be strong enough for them to then intertwine with with the main timeline uh, first. And and I think the fact is like they're rushing too much shit uh, in. And there, it's just, it's just not there yet. Like honestly, I feel like Miss um, uh, Marvel, she, they could have let her breathe outside a little bit for the time being because she is kind of a street level, um, you know, you know, a, a street level kind of fucking um, action, well, uh, superhero mm. outside of the time travel and time and space shit like that, but. You know, most she could be street level for the time being and just not using that part of her powers because it's unnecessary. Mm. And let her let us build that character to the point where then when you bring her up, bring her in, it means something. Yeah. Spider Man is a street level, is a street level guy. But the moment he he got brought into the MCU the way that he did is like, he was like, all right, we need some help. Yo, let's go get this kid. I think he could fucking be, he could be, it could be worthwhile. But Spider-Man was already that fucking dude. So therefore, you put you throw Spider-Man in, everybody's like, yo, I'm here for all of this. It's like, so like they need to build these people up before they add them into the big soup. Yeah, I mean, also that's the thing is that Disney's plus stuff diluted the quality and it diluted the how people perceive these projects now. Because 
knowing that the Miss Marvel is the lowest rated MCU show, yeah. that means that this second lead that you have in this movie, people aren't going to be familiar with her or at least yeah. know about her arc and like what she went through prior to this movie. So then when you see like her dealing with like, you know, planets collapsing and all this shit now, you can't save everybody. And so, which is a real thing that a teenage superhero would have to deal with. Like, yeah. it's like, Oh, that hits a little hard. Cause she is a teenager. If you went to this movie blind, you might be asking yourself, how old is she supposed to be? Yeah. But if you saw the show, you're like, she's a high school kid. Obviously she draws the pictures. I love the animated ending at like the beginning yeah. when she was like, but that was charming. Like the show was. Yeah. And so it's just, for me, I was pro I was happy for her that she got to be a co-lead in a huge, big budget movie like this. But it was also disappointing when you see online, all these people shitting on the movie, calling it woke because they got a Muslim family and they got this black woman. And I'm just like, there's nothing to you. Woke means diversity. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so I just wish it, it, motherfuckers would start calling that out more instead of letting these people say woke and fucking bastardize the phrase that was used for black people to be able to identify with each other. The bullshit that's around. So, you know, the thing that I find uh, hilarious is the fact is like, uh, Aaron uh, put in the chat, he's like, Miss uh, uh, Captain Marvel is not a likable character in the comics. And why is she not a likable character? Because she's a military person. She's a military person, which is heavily ingrained in the government. She's a government, she's like a, a, a government foot soldier. So is um, uh, uh, Tiana Parrish's uh, character. I, I always Rambo. forget her name. Yeah, yeah Monica Rambo. They're both like military uh, people. They're part of the overall machine, right? Well, and not as much Captain Marvel at this point, but she was, mm. right? So that's where her her grounding comes from. And then you're adding a teenager into the mix and then her trying to deal with these people who are heavily met, uh, uh, regimented and like, this is what we do. This is the plan. Hence, that scene is like, we can't save everyone. We got to take the people that we can save. And this is like, hey, the collateral damage. And like, they should have weighed heavier on that scene. Because that character, uh, Ms. Marvel, should have had that coming as, as like, holy shit. Is this like, we're superheroes, but we just let people fucking die. Mm -hmm. You know? But, like, we missed out on that. But, yeah. mind you, they all just got together. That's their first mission together. And she just saw a fucking a genocide happen. And, and just like, and she felt that she wasn't able to, to truly, truly help. There's so many people, women, kids, and things like that that just yeah. died right there. So it's like, how does that affect that character? How can she go on that ship and just be like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's Captain Marvel? Totally, it's like you yeah. can't, you you have you have to kind of you know let that character breathe in that. Yeah, it was also weird when um, Carol like snapped at her a little bit. It's like. There, there was some weird stuff going on here tonally, and no, but Carol would snap at her. Mm. She don't got time for that shit. Carol, Carol has been fucking flying around in space since the nineties and doing all this uh, outward, outwardly shit. She hasn't been dealing with teenagers. True. Yeah, that's why she didn't talk to Monica when she went back to Earth. Well, she went back to Earth during the blip. That's when she saw Monica's mom, who was dying of cancer. Um, which again, that that whole storyline doesn't make sense if you haven't seen WandaVision, where it literally the series opens with her coming back from the snap at the hospital and find out her yeah. mom died years ago. Yeah. And she's been gone for five years. Like that was the one that that's what's so frustrating about the MCU. Like you could have done a whole phase just about people fucking dealing yeah, with the dealing ramifications with the of the snap. Yeah. 
Like I, that's what I feel. I feel like, and it's funny because you know you're not the only person to say that. I've heard people say that it's just like, why, why are we getting more information about the snap? It was like, and I think everybody was ready for that because that's real world implications, yeah. and that's a actually that's a universal event. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what does that mean for everybody? Not just Dude, these characters. I still remember, like, I knew some stuff about Endgame, but I didn't know a lot about what was going to happen at three hours. And after mm. that first opening, when they cut off Thanos' head, and then it fade to black, and it said five years later, bro, the audible gasps in the audience, we were like, what? Because yeah. I'm like, there's no way they're making that time back. So people have been gone for five years, and that's when I was like, that's when you talk about the blip. It's like there has to be there had to be more discussions about the impact that had on all these characters and the people around them. Like, there's no way that when Peter Parker and Aunt May went back to their apartment that or we don't we didn't even really get clarification. Was Aunt May alive when Peter got blipped? Nobody knows. Exactly. Like that's what's so frustrating about the way they handled some of this stuff. And uh, Aaron in the chat said that was the original Black Panther too story which that him dealing with the blip and learning about his son absolutely that would have been really powerful and i think chadwick would have fucking killed that storyline unfortunately we didn't get it but i wish that kevin Feige had adapted that for something else to explore that yeah because i think it's really important that's and i think that's a way for us as and it's not fair to superhero movies to be but it the, the genre is that big enough where you can explore some really complex shit that would have been a powerful way for us as a society to discuss covid on yeah, a big, on a deeper level, Brandon, I was literally about to say the same yeah. thing, and it and it, it it's a per it would have been a perfect segue, uh, into like real world implications and COVID especially, and I'm I'm glad that you you're like you you literally stole the words right out of my mouth with that, and like that was such um such a missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and and like and as Aaron said, it's like yes, that was supposed to be for Black uh, Black Panther too, and they should have just adapted that for somebody else. Uh, I think they kind of went into it uh, with a uh, Hawkeye, but not really. not really. I mean, not they, really. They, I mean, it didn't go hard enough uh, with it. Um, we, but like that, yeah. like that was that was absolute. That would no because because Hawkeye they also brushed over the fact that this nigga during the five years he was so fucked up he was just killing people. Yeah, yeah. He, he was he was just like, oh, you a bad guy? I'm just gonna murder you. I'm just gonna assassinate you. If Hawkeye that were actually real, should have been the the, the yeah. Hawkeye uh, series. If Hawkeye were real as fuck, which it should have been, like I get like, because it gave us Haley Seinfeld, uh, whatever her name is, um, mm. who one is a, a little bit of a cutie, but also like I think she's going to have a fun role in the MCU going forward, especially with the tag that we had at the end of this yeah. movie. But Hawkeye, for real, shouldn't have been about Florence Pugh trying to get at him because of what happened with uh, Black Widow. It should have been motherfuckers sure. from his past during that blip time coming to get him to make him pay for all the, the shit he did to criminals. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, and that would have been some heavy shit. And he should have died at the end of that series. Because it's it's kind of, it, it feels kind of like Fast and Furious shit where it's like because he's part of the family, we can kind of forgive all the lives yeah. he took and shit. Like, that's why I don't fuck with the Jason Statham thing. Because I'm like, this nigga still killed mad people. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. not a good person. Like, you can't just bring Sean to the family and, like, yeah. let audiences be like, oh, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, it got so bad. Fans were just so much like, "I'm this is bullshit. They were like, by the way, Han's still alive. 
Yeah, Get right? the fuck out of here. <laughs> we saw that nigga blow up. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Guys, it didn't really happen. Ha <laughs> slide a hand. No, but but you know, honestly, it, it's it, it's they they have some misses because they they could have really done some next level shit yeah. and explored some stuff that really would have just resonated with people on a deeper level where you would have had people who don't fuck with uh who don't fuck with Marvel uh, before that who just watch Endgame or you know but once you add in the fact of like and something that which is kind of you know um uh kind of running concurrent with COVID and stuff like that that would have hit people on in so on so many fucking levels would which would have been like yo I fuck with this because they're bringing real world stuff into yeah. this it's like you they could have brought in the the blip and then fucking COVID in in the Marvel uh it's like it could have happened at the same time yeah no a global pandemic why not because yeah. uh half the people on earth are now gone and then this other thing happens at the same time because the people that were supposed to be there to stop these kinds of things, something happened where this thing got uh, unleashed. Yeah. This is like it's it's it it wrote itself. Well, that's the thing though. Like Hollywood's trying to stay away from the pandemic. Like I, I know I got told that several times in Universal. Like no one fucks with the pandemic. No one wants to do anything about the pandemic. That's why Judd Apatow's Netflix movie bombed so bad. Like no one cares. And I'm like, what does that? Uh, uh, that's the thing. I I don't even remember what it was called, but it's like, uh, I think David uh, Duchovny is in it. It's like apparently it was really bad, but um, yeah, okay. Judd Apatow had a fucking COVID movie. Um, in the chat, Aaron uh, Hicks asked. Um, remember, folks, you sign up for Patreon at patreoncom slash popcorn. You get to join mm-hmm. us live when we do these reviews. Asked if Jonathan Majors gets recast, who do y'all think should replace him? So I think you just replace the whole King character, and yep. I think. You do the dude who played a high evolutionary. I think he was a very well received villain. Um, Justice shaking his head. You think Doctor Doom or something? I think they're gonna go Doctor Doom. That makes I, sense, I, but that's such a that's such a good villain that you need to build that up. It can't just be like a we're just popping them in and that's gonna be a whole thing. But, you know? but Brandon, you you have to think about the fact that it's like they're in um, they're in damage control right now. True, true. They and need to get the goods in real damage- fast. They're in it because they're in damage control. They're going to go to a, a property that they feel is going to be easy. Just uh, tie in. It was like, all right, this is going to be easy. We're going to make some money off it. People have been talking about Dr. Yeah. Doom and been waiting for him. Let's just do Dr. Doom and give yeah. the people what they want. That's why all of a sudden the casting for Fantastic Four just came out. That's, you know, all well, of it's these just things. One, it's just, one, and that's not even 100% confirmed either. Because apparently yes, they've been having trouble uh, landing the actor for Reed Richards. It's gone out to Adam Driver, Jay Gyllenhaal, yeah. a bunch of people. Because I guess, um, uh, what's her name? Sue Storm is actually the lead in Fantastic Four, not Reed Richards. But I'm sure Reed Richards will have a bigger place, you know, in the MCU in the future. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting to go after Sue as a, the main focus. I think it's a different way to do it. But to your point, though, about the air and damage control, I'm worried because I think not only does M- the MCU and Kevin Feige and his whole creative team, not only are they dealing with, like, quote-unquote superhero fatigue and toxic fandom, but they're also dealing with imposter syndrome. And the reason why I say that is because uh, there's this new book that I just got in the mail, actually, today that talks about the history of the MCU and the, the Kevin Feige's strategy, like an approach to creating these movies, mm. they were genuinely shook by the fact that people did not fuck with Quantumania. 
They thought that they had a hit on their hands. They thought that people were going to love it. Like they loved everything else. They were like legit fucked up because people did not like it. So I think they were like almost like, we don't know what people may like anymore. And if that's the case, if they fuck up Fantastic Four and or X-Men, it's over. They have to, they have to, they have to stop for a while. I, at least that's my thought. Like, if they fuck up those properties that we've been waiting so long for them to get their hands on, it's over. Like, they got to stick it. They would have to do honestly, a hard reboot. Honestly, I think, um, and I, I, there's a big push for Fantastic Four. I think that the stink of the previous Fantastic Four movies. It's so bad. <laughs> I, I think that they still need to hold off on those characters for a while. I think that if they if they want to bring. Uh, if they want to uh, do something to get the people back, it is the X Men. Like that, yeah, but, but it's like, and 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 like you said, it has to be done right. Fantastic Four, there there have been what? How many movies were there? Uh, there's three. They did the, the, the three two, movies. They did well. The in the commercial sense, there's the, the the ones with Jessica Alba, the two with Jessica Alba, and there's the yes. one with the Miles Teller shitstorm. Yeah. But technically, there was that '90s movie that like didn't really. No, no we're talking yeah. about yeah. So those three movies, each single, each one of them was a dumpster fire of their own right. Yeah. Right. So with that, and though, and the the last movie was that was like what 2012, right? 2011, yeah, 2010. Was, yeah, it was a good ten years ago or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too soon. Too soon. You need to let you need to let that shit fucking air out. Well, the plus size, <laughs> not that many people saw that one, so a but lot of people it, don't even know how bad it was. Yes, but all it has to do is pop up on Netflix once, and, and, and so like I, 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 it's too recent. I think that if you go because X Men, yeah, a lot of X Men movies weren't uh, uh, exactly amazing, but X Men can because the last big X Men movie was Logan, so it let at least walked out on a high note. No, wasn't the last was one was a uh, X Men, um, the one with fucking Oscar Isaac. Apocalypse or whatever the fuck. Was that it? Mm-hmm. That came out. No, after- it was even worse than that. The last one was fucking Dark Phoenix. No, 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 it yep. wasn't the Dark. Yep. That's the last X oh, movie. Bro, it's like there's yeah, that's the last one. Wait, no, no, the Dark Phoenix was that was X-Men 3, Look right? Look it up. Look it up. No, remember they did Dark Phoenix again. The same nigga got the chance to do the Dark Phoenix again. Oh boy! It went Logan, I think Apocalypse, because everyone was like, uh, "Yeah, Apocalypse and the Dark Phoenix." And I believe Hugh Jackman had a cameo in one of those after Logan, and people were like, "What?" Oh yeah, right. You're right. It, it was the last Logan was 2017. Uh, all right, so uh, X Men Apocalypse was 2016. Dumpster okay. Fire. Logan came out 2017 fucking uh, a phenomenal dark phoenix came out in 2019 i didn't watch that movie it's terrible it's really bad. yeah yeah I, there I, is I one cool train scene but even then it's not still not good yeah yeah because because I, I i checked out after dark phoenix i was just like this was too bad for me because i remember that that weird scene that they had where yeah um and then the next one after that was the new mutants and i hadn't even watched that one. no i never i didn't see that one either yeah i didn't even know that was considered really i didn't know what that was really um, yeah. So, all right. With that being said, um, I, I honestly, I think a lot of people don't give a fuck about Dark Phoenix. 
you know, I'm I'm just I admit, guys, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but um, dark like I still feel like people in their minds they think X Men movies and they're thinking Logan, right? Mm -hmm. So I still look at it on on a high note because Dark Phoenix like it's that forgettable. I didn't even watch it, and 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 as yeah, and as Aaron uh put in the in the chat, Dark Phoenix was trash. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but like, I don't think that people really give a fuck about that. But why yeah, would they? Why just... would they not give a fuck about that? But then give a fuck about the Fantastic Four one that saw even fewer people. You know what I mean? Like your your logic isn't quite connecting because sure. at the Fantastic Four one, which had a lower box office than Dark Phoenix, and you're thinking that has stink still, and Dark Phoenix came out sooner and had more but of a box office. Is take. fantastic. Is Fantastic Four as large of a property as the X-Men? No. That's why I don't think that Fantastic Four would have that kind of stench versus Dark Dark Phoenix. I think your I think your logic, I would flip it. See, I, I honestly I, I think because of the fact is that, that that it almost felt like with uh Fantastic Four, they were trying to make that happen. And it and it almost feel like they were trying to force it mm -hmm. and it wasn't working. I think that, and that's why I feel like like, yo, you guys tried with three movies uh, with this franchise and you even rebooted after this, after the second one. And that didn't even work. It's like, hold off, guys. Yeah. Hold off for a second. Uh, that's can't it, hold this off is how I feel about it. They can't yeah, hold off true. anymore. Like, we've been waiting. They've acquired the, the rights like almost eight something years ago. Like, they can't, they can't. So keep that's right on. with the studios yeah. and, and when they have to and make And they paid billions of dollars for those properties. Like, they can't keep yeah. holding off. But for me, I think that's. The Marvels is unfortunately, um, what's it? A bystander? What's a what's it called? Um, collateral damage. Collateral damage. Yeah, it's it's collateral damage because I think, again, it's just an assignment that Nia DaCosta got. She was like, "Let me do the best I can." Um, they tried to infuse some humor in it. You know, there were some times where I was like, "This is a little bit too kitty for me," given like some of the heaviness that they're trying to put on it, like with the cats. And the the suit, you know, like swallowing up the people to get them safely off the spaceship. Yeah. And the musical planet, things like that. Where and the terrible singing voice they gave Brie Larson to lip sync over. That was yeah. That was awful. Mm -hmm. But um, and she also seemed uncomfortable in that role. Yes. But while she was doing that, that's again, that's why I'm in uh, Vellani. She saves this movie because she is just so. I don't know if it's the way that she played a character or she just genuinely is like, I get to be in a fucking Marvel movie like this. She just seems so happy to be there and so into it. And like you said, Tiana Paris, unfortunately she got a lot of exposition to do, but you know, she looked good in that suit and she, she looked like she knew that she looked good in that suit. So I was like, yes, queen, do your thing. You know, one day I hope to meet you. Oh shit. I didn't say, did I ever, did I tell you I met, well, I didn't meet her, but I saw Zazie Beats. Yes, yes, you told me. Okay. But, Did I text you? Uh, Did I text you? No, no, no. no. I, 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 the last time we recorded, we talked about okay. this. Oh, we tell talk, the streets about did, how, did, uh, how creepy you are. Go I on. I wasn't creepy. I wasn't creepy. I just, <laughs> man, man alive. Folks, if you don't know, like, I have Zazie Beats on, like, all like, my computer, ever on my phone. Like, I think she's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen, like, on TV and, like, and in person now. Um Man alive. She had the hair, she had the eyes, and um, Jesus Lord. Yeah, oh. she had hair and eyes, guys. Wow. <laughs> Who would have thought? Go on. No, just just saying. <laughs> but if I get, I get a chance to meet Tiana Paris, which, you know, given like the people I've had 
an opportunity to be in the same space as it is definitely possible because last year I got to see Megan Good in her uh, in her glory. So you had to see her. Yeah, she was at the Epco oh. Awards. Oh, like okay. right there. I mean, she. I actually was closer to Angela Bassett than I was to Megan Good at one point, and Viola Davis, which is wild. Man, Jesus, black women are fucking. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you can have pulled me put me around Regina Hall. Oh, uh, I'd risk my marriage. Regina Hall. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see that. I see, that. dude. And she doesn't. I think uh, I did an interview with her um, and Sterling K. Brown for like a honk uh, for Jesus or whatever mm-hmm. um, that they did together. And she was like, she was talking about how she has low self esteem and stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> bring you around me. I, I'll yeah, pump I was that like, self esteem up. It's like, girl, you're gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know, I know two black men, including myself, that would uh, willfully uh, give up our mortgage payments to take you out on the best dinner you've ever had in your life. I will take you to the finest cheesecake factory. <laughs> <laughs> I'll scour the earth for the best cheesecake factory of them all. Oh my god! Yeah, Regina Hall, my lord. Um, mm-hmm. That's that was so. Th- this is the thing too. Black women have such different standards. In Hollywood and in America, uh, like in just commercial, in the commercial world, because Regina Hall was one of the uh, the the three hosts for the Oscars, and I forgot mm. which after she was filling up or whatever, and there was this whole uproar online about oh Regina was objectifying men. I'm like, do y'all not live in America? Do you know what we do to women? Like, what's <laughs> going on? Like, yeah. well, because at that point they were just like now let's reverse sexism. Mm. <laughs> Well, I just wanted something to complain about, too. Like, yeah, people yeah. are always looking for something to complain about. And I think for me, that's why, like, for the Marvels, yes, there are some issues with it. Um, and I think that it's in a very weird spot. I think that um, this will feel like homework to people to watch in order to get what they're doing with, ever with Deadpool 3, because that's the next one. And it's the only one that's, that's the one that everyone's looking for. And that's the only one that's coming out in 2024, which I think is smart. Like, pull this shit back. Yeah, like stop releasing several of these movies a year because Ant Man three was the way we kicked off this year, and that was just god awful. So, um, let's let's slow it down. Deadpool three, I'm curious to see the, how that works, but that's also going to be the first R rated MCU movie. So yep. then it's like, okay, so now you're you're kind of cutting off some of your key audience, which are teenagers, right? They're still going to see it. They're still going to see it, but. Technically, technically, they're not supposed to, you know, be able to see it. Yeah, but I mean, come on now. Yeah, <laughs> things have changed. I'm just really curious to see what that does for the whole rules of this MCU, like the multiverse shit. Because um, one, I think people are really getting over multiverses because it's, it's just using so many different uh, stories now and like shows and movies, things like that. And then also the tag at the end. I don't know about how it was received in your audience. We were all like kind of collectively shrugging because you would think seeing the beast played uh voice acted by Kelsey Grammer would be a big deal, but for me, I was just kind of like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, I don't, yeah. where's this going, guys? Because you know, the whole cloud around Jonathan Majors really is fucking it up, yeah. Because you're like, can you really keep are you going to keep doing the thing with King? Are you going to recast? Like, what's going on? Yeah, they, they need to make a decision, they need to shit or get off the pot, yeah. 
And I, I, I appreciate if they are trying to be fair and wait it out because it's very rare that a black actor gets to get a platform like that and a multi, multi-film deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's like Sam, Sam Jackson, the only black actor that got something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I appreciate it. They're trying to really be like, let's see what happens with the trial. Like, he's not guilty until proven. He's innocent until proven yeah. guilty. Like, let's give him no, the opportunity. No, no. Innocent until, yeah. Oh, no, Wait, sorry. that's uh, it, right? Yeah. I was no. like, <laughs> guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> um, that, that's but, typically what it's actually like, though. <laughs> that's why I was thrown off. I was yeah. like, no, we're always guilty. Yeah, but I, I, I will say, like I like I said, I didn't watch Loki season two. Like I was a big fan of season one, but I just didn't feel compelled to watch it. I like Secret Invasion, like I I dragged myself to finally watch it. I liked the first two episodes and then it immediately shit the bed. Um if we talked about Ant Man three, Guardians three was solid, but that's like yeah. that literally felt like we may never see those characters again. Yeah. Right? And then what else came out this year? It was Guardians three Ant-Man 3, and then we had the Marvels. I feel like I'm missing something else, though. Not the Halloween one with the monster shit. Um, uh, Werewolf by the, Night or whatever. Yeah, well, that was last year. Um, yeah, I don't think there was anything else. Yeah, maybe, I guess not, but I just, I don't, I'm starting not to care. It's the way I felt about uh, Star Wars. It's the way I felt about Star Wars now. I still haven't watched Mandalorian Season 3. I haven't watched Andor. Like I, I've, I haven't watched any of it, and I'm just like, what happened? I love this shit, especially Star Wars. I love this shit. Disney really fucked up because they like they they needed content for Disney Plus, even though Disney Plus could have literally just ran on their children content and the old school Disney shit. Yep. Like you're good guys. Like you don't need more. And now these streamers are charging us more, and they're giving us less or more yep. of the same. And you're like, well, that don't make no sense. So I just I I don't know, this is just a weird time for entertainment. I I'm hopeful that they'll be able to course correct, but at the same time the one thing that they got that they successfully were able to accomplish with Endgame, which they're never going to be able to replicate now, was the continuity. Like yeah. I talked about it all the time. Like I'm so impressed the only casting change, the only two casting changes they had to do the whole MCU was Terrence Howard and Edward Norton. And that was yeah. early enough in the MCU where you kind of didn't like remember it right yeah true now you have you get, obviously chadwick passed yeah and that's a big one that's that a big, a big one. one that's because a huge one everything was going to be weighed off of him from yeah, what like, i heard yeah if it's going to be chadwick tom uh what was it chadwick brie larson and i believe tom holland they were like the three that i was going to center around going yeah. forward so you got chadwick gone brie larson's vocally been very vocal about how she doesn't want to come back really I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they make that announcement soon. Um, who else is being uh, is done or being recasted or in danger? You know what? I'm surprised that during that because of uh, the guy playing Namor, Namor, he's a problem now because of the accusations. Oh yeah, he's yeah, had. yeah, yeah. Yep. So you got that. Uh, there's Jonathan Majors, obviously. Yeah, you be in the chat. She's asking what? Yeah, they swept it under the rug real quick. I think Disney's got some sniper yeah. lawyers, but. It was in Hollywood Reporter a few months ago. Like, he got accused of sexual assaulting somebody, and that got mm-hmm. shut down real quick. Um, yep. Haven't heard Him anything Diddy, since. Baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. Diddy. I, that's 
<laughs> what's fucked up is like he's been doing a lot of things that made it seem like either he was sick or some bad shit was about to come out. Yeah. Um. So unfortunately, they told it was the him once they told him twice. Justin, break down our race system, baby. <laughs> Look, God damn it. Look, guys, you know what we do? We rate movies, bags of popcorn, small, medium, large, and the XL40 exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile. We pile piles and piles of dog shit on top. Gang, gang. So, Brandon, don't think I didn't hear it. Stop calling me, baby. But uh, so we sat down and we watched The Marvels, uh, 2023 film uh, starring Brie Larson, T- uh, Tiana Paris, and Iman uh, Villani. What say you, sir? Yeah, this gets a small. This gets a small. This is by far not the worst MCU movie, like a lot of fucking people are saying. This is this is actually pretty fun and charming. Just totally, it was all over the place. The villain didn't quite make sense. Uh, it was also miscast. Um, but I thought it was it was a quick film. It was less than two hours, which thank God the MCU is finally doing that. Um, and I like the three leads, even though, like I said, most scenes, it felt like Brie Larson didn't want to be there. But the three of them did have good chemistry. Um, but again, the Khan family, like, they literally carried this movie on their shoulders, I felt. Yep. There, were, there were parts where they were constantly making me laugh and smile. Um, and their dynamic just is amazing. Um, that fight scene, the, the Khan family, when they were all switching through, that was actually really cool. Um, and I wish there was more of that in the movie. Um, but nonetheless, I got to be honest, like, even with the tags at the end, I just kind of like, eh, eh. Yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about uh, Kamala recruiting. Uh, what's her name, Haley uh, from um, Hawkeye, to join her quote unquote team. So I guess they're going for Young yeah. Avengers. But again, yeah, that was met with a shrug too. I mean, she was charming and doing her little Tony Stark recruitment thing. That was funny. Yeah. Um, oh, that's how Nick Fury recruited Tony Stark. Yeah, Nick Fury. But um, I was still kind of like, eh. Um, but Justin, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to give it a small as well. Um, I think... Uh, I feel like they probably could have done a little bit more to swing for defenses with this one. Mm. I felt like it was it was kind of... They tried to play it safe. But even, in play, but even in playing it safe, it just felt like they just didn't do enough to really capture the attention yeah. of the audience. And there's just one thing that I just find... That I, I've seen in a lot of... Uh, films I wish would uh, uh, change any woman uh, any uh, movie that's kind of um, uh, led by women the villain is a woman as well it's just like why is it they have to do that or it's like like, when we had um, Hela as the main uh, villain in Thor it was just like she was still a fucking monster like that lady was a monster it's just like so like you don't like and, and uh if you have a film with, with three women like you can have a guy be the villain and he's the bad guy because you know whatever i just felt like there was this and, and i don't want to go it's like it's it's not a whole thing like it's, it's woke it's just like it's it's something that we always see in uh, see in uh cinema you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. outside of the ma- outside of a uh, um a male a male villain being like you know, like a uh, monumentous piece of shit in the time, you know, crimes against women. We typically don't necessarily see women going after a man, you know, that's just like an overact, overarching, like, you know, just evil guy, you know, outside of, you know, yeah. like that's weird rapey shit. That's why it, I say King should have been the villain. Yeah. Show us, show us that King is actually a formidable villain 
and he lives because even Captain Marvel can't take him out. Yeah, he'd have to kill one. Mm. He'd have to kill one. That's the thing. They they don't want to uh, bring that big guy, uh, the big guns in, because he has to take somebody out. And the fact that he didn't take fucking Ant Man or nobody out in that movie yeah. also shows it's just like you guys aren't fully committed yet. Yeah. Because that's how you're going to get that's somebody has to go. Somebody has to go. They're not committing to it. But the thing, but my whole thing is like, I just think for cinema as well, is just like you like you have these characters who are like who are so strong and and yada yada yada. And then they're just like, yeah, we're gonna find another strong woman in the in the galaxy. It's just like it can literally be anybody, but like it does, it does kind of feel like, well, this whole movie is going to be centered mostly just around women and just badass women it's like i get that but like it after too long of just seeing the same thing it's like they have to start giving us something different mm. and and I, I and i don't mean to come off as uh it's just like oh, the woke agenda but it's it, it's just like yeah you kind of are but uh, no but i i don't mean I, but i'm not talking about marvel i'm talking about as a whole is just like it seems like yes it as uh you said like it, it seems really forced it seems really forced in the film and like i i just wish that like they just i don't know like i i wanted more out of this film mm. i just wanted more out of this film and i don't and it's just this this story just didn't have um didn't uh, have any real stakes yeah, they didn't have any real stakes. Yeah, that's the problem with the past few movies. They haven't really f- had stakes. Like, even Guardians Three, the biggest stake was: Is Rocket going to die? Who's going to die of this crew? Yeah, that's and nobody died. And nobody died. Yeah, because they're so afraid of killing people now, because they think they're tired. Of, they don't want to be backed into a corner like they are technically with Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson now, where they're yeah. like, we can't bring them back, otherwise it dilute. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it's too risky because then it dilutes. The, the the stakes for everybody else, because if you can yeah. bring those two back, then you can bring anybody back. So then, it's just the Fast and Furious problem. It's like there's no stakes to the shit anymore because all y'all gonna live, or even yes. easily. They brought back Gal Gadot. This, yeah, at this that's point. that's wild. That's wild. They don't give a I, fuck. You know what? Even, so like I, I I meant to say this earlier. Like if uh, Brie Larson is really like over this stuff. Maybe she should have went on the other side and give her so and and they could have gave her a break. Mm, yeah, you know what I'm saying they gave her a break, and you also take the big gun out of the equation. She's in a whole other fucking galaxy, that's, that's uh, universe said, right yeah. now, and then you know now you're taking out the all the real formidable people, and now you're giving Kang even more of a chance to come out and just start whooping up on people, and yeah. then. You know, or unless they're gonna have Kang come in and he's gonna kill a fucking Captain Marvel. Oh, that'd be a good open. That's a good way to like start it off. That, like that's it's, it's similar to when Thanos beat the Hulk at the beginning of yes, Infinity War, it, where you're like, oh, <laughs> like oh, like shit. oh, this nigga's not playing. Yeah. So like, if unless that's what you're going for, is like they they have no, yeah, they definitely should have killed Ant Man in in uh, Ant Man three, um, especially the way it was set up. But it's like you, like there has to, there they they need to have balls. They need to have balls in these films, and especially with a film like this, which is like, yeah, like not not a lot is going on, and and everybody's already shitting on it before it even comes out. You have to do something to be like, oh no, motherfuckers, we're fucking serious. 
Like we're serious, serious. And then like, all right, you have a bunch of rated R movies coming out. This is exactly why the MCU is going to start going dark because shit is going to start getting real. And like motherfuckers going to have to start taking off the shackles in, in order to be able to compete. And that's outside of like the business, but like in these actual fucking, um, you know, in, in, in the MCU as a whole, yeah. the characters are going to have to really start, you know, flexing their muscles on motherfuckers because the stakes have been risen. Yeah. Stakes are high, baby. All right. But uh, before we get to our, our plugs, we did get a few Patriot thoughts about the Marvels. And remember, folks, if you sign up at patreon.com slash media popcorn, you're guaranteed to have your thoughts and reviews of that film that we're going to talk about shared on that episode. So first up is P- Darren Patterson, who wrote, I meant Brie and Tiana deserve to be in a much better movie than this. The editing and the pacing of the movie was so weird, and it seemed like the whole film was rushing to get to the end. Also, Hildeson's baby mama was a pretty weak villain that never felt like a threat and felt underwritten. It wasn't a terrible film. It has some fun moments, and Iman Balani is all types of fantastic. But it definitely felt like a movie that had a ton of studio interference and was written by a committee that was more concerned about setting up the next thing rather than making a good movie. Uh, Sean the Terrible wrote, wasn't perfect, but I enjoyed it. That cameo at the end made me yell out loud. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but, you know. And then uh, <laughs> our very own Aaron Hicks, who's in the chat with us right now, wrote, I enjoyed it. The cameo in the mid-credits, though, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. So... Those are a few thoughts about the Marvels. And folks, call and let us know what you thought about the Marvels at 347-508-0978. Once again, that number is 347-508-0978. And as always, folks, you can follow me at Frodo underscore Blackens, all the social media platforms. You can follow the show at Medium P Podcast on those same platforms, as well as YouTube.com slash Medium P Podcast. And we're now on TikTok, so feel free to follow that as well. And then, Justin, if people want to follow you as well support the show financially, what can they do, my brother? Take yourself over to patreon.com slash medium popcorn. We have $2, $5, $10, and $15 packages on Patreon. So if you love this show and you love all the extras and you want to get lovey-dovey and, and, and get all that stuff in your ears, then you need to go to patreon.com slash medium popcorn because that's where it's all housed. But you can also follow me at jbrowndid on all the socials. I am there. I'm here for you. What? Guys. <laughs> what? I'm here for I'm you. there. I'm here for you. Yes, I'm your I'm your therapist. All right. Um, folks, thank you so much for <laughs> listening. We really appreciate it. Again, patreon.com slash media popcorn. Justin and I need some money. It's the holiday niggas. Come on, <laughs> help us out. It supports the show. We give you lots of content. You get to be part of the conversation. You get to join us live. All that good stuff. Come on, man. Patreon.com <laughs> slash media popcorn. We can't do this forever if y'all don't help us. Macho needs to eat. In the arms of an angel. I wish we could zoom in on Macho right now. (laughs) He does not look amused. And then you just threw him down the floor. All right, y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Medium popcorn. We are two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins. That's me. And Justin Brown for your moving needs. Media popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault.